Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. By now you probably have all of your plans for Christmas set in place, or at least on the 20th, I hope most of us do. December 25th is so close that you can't really be guessing or wishing anymore. Like it or not, it's probably time to do some planning. Who is coming to your house for Christmas? When are they getting there? Is everyone staying with you or are some folks getting a hotel? What are you eating? How are you going to balance four different diets that are all coming together at one meal? Uh, what was it? Beth is gluten intolerant. Dave can't do dairy. And then what's the difference again between pescatarian and politarian? Hmm. Remember, all of these people are going to be sitting at your table at once for one meal. Christmas takes some planning. And of course, all of this depends on you even getting them at that table at the same time. We all know those guests who will always come a half hour early, and then there are the ones that think a 1 o'clock lunch means 3.30 p.m., and don't forget what happened last Christmas when Cousin Sue sat next to Uncle Rick. Mind your seating chart and take notes carefully. You know, friends, it's kind of funny that Christmas can call for this level of control. And sometimes we try to reason with ourselves that maybe, just maybe, a little bit of peace can come if we just manage to get the formula right this year. If we can get all these people in the right place at the right time, then we'll have some peace. It starts to feel a bit like a circus master who directs jugglers, acrobats, lions, dogs, and elephants. If everyone would only listen to what you say and do as you command, then there would be peace. This is the hope of every grandmother who plans Christmas dinner for the whole family. Control is the theme of our piece tonight. Tonight, we finish those points on our star. We've been pursuing peace throughout this Advent season in our reflections and our time together. Our, our first point, at the very top of the star, you'll recall, was that pursuit of more possessions. There we heard, if only, if only we could get all those things that we dream of, we could then have peace. But God stops us with the gift, not of more stuff, but of a baby born in a stable. With him laid in the manger, we learn that we have more than enough, and in him we can find peace. Last week, at those two horizontal points on our star, we talked about the pursuit, or perhaps the idea of finding some peace with a little bit of distance. If only we could make that perfect getaway, have, have that perfect retreat. Or if only we could find a way to move away from our past, well then, then we would know peace. But again, God catches us and he gives us not just the promise of peace by and by, but peace in the present. Our peace is not some distant or far off retreat. But God offers us peace, which is present even in the midst of storms. And that brings us to tonight. We examine those last two points 
on our star, the points at the bottom where all of the weight rests. To manage all of that weight and all of that burden that come with planning for the holidays, we feel like we need to take control. And if we had that control, then surely there would be peace. Wouldn't it be reasonable if God would help us in this? God, after all, should want us to get along and get through at least one weekend of the year in peace. After all, isn't that the very name by which we know the Messiah, one of those names that we just heard from Isaiah chapter 9? The Prince of Peace. Wouldn't it be fitting that the celebration of his birth would be celebrated in peace? We can hear this call for peace in the words of Hebrews chapter 12, where the author writes, Strive for peace with everyone and for holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. We heard also from St. Paul this evening in his epistle to the Romans, where he says, If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. But we have to ask ourselves, can we really bring enough control over our world so that we have that kind of peace? Getting everyone to follow our plans can be the second of the two bottom points of that star. Control of others can quickly become our purpose. When we are so busy getting ready for Christmas, we might come to that point where the illusion of peace is shattered and we realize we have no control. Then we ask ourselves, why in the world am I doing all of this? It takes a lot of work to get ready for Christmas. Why bother? If you're wondering that yourself this evening, well, it's time to find a different peace and purpose. What will be enough to give us meaning in all that has yet to be done for Christmas? Find that, and we imagine that we will have our peace. But as we have seen him do for the last two weeks now, God stops us dead in our tracks. He stops our search for control and purpose. You see, peace is not in our tight grasp over others. Peace is not in our carefully laid plans, which can quickly crumble and fall. Real peace, lasting peace, comes only through the Prince of Peace. It's his kingdom that brings peace, and it's his work as the wonderful counselor, as mighty God, that gives order to our world. If we seek that peace of control, Jesus shows us another control. In Matthew 10, Jesus asked his disciples a pointed question. He asked if they expected him to bring peace. He shocked them by responding that he came not to bring peace, but a sword. He came to set two against three, three against two. He came to divide family members one against another. Well, this seems like the very opposite of our goal of control and outward peace. We want that peace that comes from getting everything in order and everyone to agree and get along. But what brings real peace to the world? Jesus brings peace by stepping into the middle of the chaos of our troubled and fallen and sin-filled world and becoming himself the center of the world's anger. In that center, 
Jesus brings us peace in a rather unexpected place. He brings us peace through Calvary's cross. Yes, peace has come through what seems to be, by all outward appearances, utter chaos. Being the Prince of Peace, his peace has endured thousands of years. Our best plans are lucky if they can even make it through one meal. But this peace, the true peace of God, which passes all understanding, much like his kingdom, is without end. Christ comes to us as our wonderful counselor, mighty God and everlasting Father, so that his peace might reign over the whole world. This gives us a new purpose and a new peace. The star of peace does not rest on our plans and our control. God's peace doesn't come by laying down the law and trying to control others. Rather, peace comes by hearing his word. And it's that word, by the working of the Holy Spirit, that controls us. We not, might not be able to corral everyone at the right time in the right place, and our best laid plans might go unfulfilled. But our real goal is to focus not on our plans, but on God's plans. Those things of Christ which have already come true. You know, it's much like the story of our gifts during this Christmas season. When we were young, just kind of like we talked about now, we simply wanted the gift. We wanted the treat. But when we became older, it was the story behind the gift that mattered most. It was hearing how long that person that we love looked for the right color or size, or maybe how they carefully hid the gift in the back of the closet. Yes, the gift is good, but it was the story that was the key. We find God's gift in the simplicity of the manger and of a newborn baby. But the key to peace in seeing these things is hearing the story of how it is that God won peace for us. He built it by the straw of the manger. He crafted it by the wood and nails of the cross. Our God has made that peace through ages of promise and waiting for Christ's coming. The gift of the Prince of Peace came by the perfect planning, not of man, but of God, who arranged the world, all of creation, for the birth of his only begotten Son. And so the gift of peace has come through the birth of the child, the Son of God. The Prince of Peace has come bearing his gift of peace, and the story of that peace lives on here in his church. What will bring, bring us peace when so many of our plans come undone? Who do we turn to when we finally see that some things are simply out of our control? It's precisely in those moments that we find that our peace rests not in our work, but in the work of him who has perfect control over all things. Him who is our Prince of Peace. Him who filled the manger and the cross. In these most unlikely of places, our God reveals his perfect peace to us. Peace rests in him, and we rest in the faith in all that he has done for us. In Jesus' name, amen.
May the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in the same Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.